Are we on? We're on. Oh. All right. What did you do the presentation since you've been talking? Keep going. <laughs> Keep talking. Starting with the presenting your, your people. I'll leave it up to you. All right. All right. Let me start. Go. Okay. I know you love oh, to start. Man. All right. Uh, up this here time. we are again. Uh, all our friends from IFTV, starting from me, Antonio. The goal who presents themselves. Uh, yes, yes. Well, I have first myself. Usually it's the last. Yeah, all, right, right. all right, okay. From my left, we have PC. How is that your left, by the way? PC is my personal left. computer. It's my left. <laughs> okay. Hello, PC, personal computer of <laughs> Peter Curto. We have uh, Il Grande Manager, uh, GM, GM, General Manager, General Manager Gaetano Messina, aka the Captain. <laughs> okay. How many, how many names is he going to have? Yeah, well, on his left, we have Eminem, a.k.a. Marco Messina. And then we have MK over here on my right. Michael Kors. Michael Kors. <laughs> Kors. Why, why, why are we bringing that up? <laughs> it didn't feel right that you didn't say Michael Kors. Michael I was going to bring it up, but you guys brought it up. A.k.a. Michael Cantaris, Il Excellent. Greco. Excellent. Okay. So now what the, about you? Oh, well, I said it in the no, beginning. No, the end. And then... And then Antonio, Antonio So now the word, the ball goes back to you and then you just get the topics uh, running. Paisa. Welcome back everybody to the Italian Football TV podcast. We got a lot to discuss. Uh, we had a 15 year old make his debut in the Serie A. We had a, a Derby d'Italia that had big talking points. And then there was also a fight between Peter and Antonio, right before we started this podcast. And you actually, you both won the fight, but Napoli got put first instead of Milan. And they won the Scudetto this year, so they're the Campione d'Italia. Peter, why don't you explain what happened? <clears throat> well, to explain, I guess you can see uh, on the scarf, we have the Club, Club Napoli, Montesi de America had their uh, holiday party, Christmas party. Um, where there was a special guest from the Napoli, your your friend, uh, Decibel Bellini, I think his name is. Mm -hmm. And he's the announcer for the Napoli Stadium. And um, it was really, really nice to see him and, and just going through the moments that he kind of relived yesterday when he actually announced the Scudetto winners, Napoli, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the rest is history. So it's actually my mom's town. That's why I've always said I, I sympathize with, with Napoli. Um, I have a lot of my cousins that uh, are Napoli supporters. And um, we had a good friend of, of both of us uh, who actually played with you, right? He played with you oh, at Massimo. Viareggio, Massimo, yeah. who uh, gifted us the the scarf. And he said, we need to have this scarf hanging at the, at the studio. It so looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. I have to say, I like the logo too. You see there's a little anchor mm -hmm. within the end. Oh, by the way, how come I was not included in the, in the invitation? <laughs> You have to ask my mom. That's, oh, that's not me. oh, that was your mother that she invited you. I, <laughs> I invited you to. They have another party Wednesday Tomorrow. for the oh, game. Wednesday. Real Madrid against Napoli. Mm, should go. He's going to be hosting. I think I'm going to go. It's deep in Jersey, but I think mm. I'm going to go. All right, we'll see. Go to Atlantic City. Right doesn't schedule or Philadelphia. It's right near Philly. Right near Philly. You go mm. for a Philly cheesesteak. Oh wow. I don't like steaks. I don't like. Oh, meat. how far is uh, Montevideo from uh, Naples? So it's about 30 minutes. So you're right outside, north of Napoli. But you're across from Projida, Ischia, and not too far from Capri. So it's like a nice little destination mm. for, for vacation. Yeah, there's some hidden gems over yeah, there. Yeah, it mm. it's definitely mm. a hidden gem. And uh, right now we're actually dealing with a little bit of uh, earthquakes because it's it's actually all this part, Campi Flegrei, which is Flaming mm -hmm. Fields, mm -hmm. 
is there's a super volcano underneath. Oh, Jesus wow. Christ. It's so active? Active. Yeah, we'll avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. We're now going to Monte Rocha. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Way to promote about your place. <laughs> but it's some scenic views. The Giro d'Italia will be going again this year. Wow. So really? Yeah. yeah. It will be really fun to, to go out mm, as really IFTV nice. studio. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be fun. If you we'll invite us, a nice restaurant in, in the summer, summer all, tour. Summer all tour you have also. to do just well, invite people us. now. Yeah, you got people that that could uh, show oh, us yeah. around. Somebody was uh, residing in Monte di Progetta. Somebody from Napoli, a big gun from Napoli. I'm not sure who was. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, the coach, uh, the previous coach. Well, Rudy Garcia Garcia was living in Monte di Progetta. Oh, okay. ah, yeah, that's what you brought it up. <laughs> Look, so all bad didn't things last, come from there. Didn't last too long. There goes the neighborhood. This guy is a lucky guy from his mother's side from Monte di Progetta. From his father's side, Kanikati, and uh, who comes from Kanikati? Retegui comes from Kanikati. So you see. Who comes from Toramara? Don't, eh, don't worry about it. You. I do. Exactly. The goat. The goat. But you know what's funny? Uh, you, you mentioned <laughs> I, was with, I was with Dechibel. And even for him, who he's been announcing for the club for 15 years, he lives with the most insane passion you'll ever see in your life. He said he still it still hasn't hit him that they won the Scudetto. Like, it still doesn't feel real. Mm. Yet he's li- he lived through every single moment. So I guess they're the best team to start with since we started with Napoli because they got Mazzotti back. And it feels like a little bit of that spirit is back within the team. Rudy Garcia, it goes without saying, we've mentioned here a million times on the podcast, he made mistake after mistake after mistake. And I know the last time we left off on our podcast, we said Mazzotti... Maybe was not our favorite choice. We all, I think, prefer Tudor. I have to say, I'm rethinking that a little bit. I think the Matsadi move makes a lot of sense. And after I listened to his first press conference, where he seems to truly understand what Napoli is about, what Napoli fans want, he says he's been waiting his entire career for this moment. He's got the best team. He studied Spalletti 100%. He, he watched every single game. Rudy Garcia did the complete opposite. He said, I'm going to ruin everything that Spalletti did and, and do Stop what I want. So I think Matsadi's coming into this with, I know I have a strong team. I don't need to rock the boat. I need to love the star players. And he's already doing that. We saw after the match where they beat Atalanta, which was a tough place to yeah. go. Kissing Quada. I think he's going to embrace the city a lot better than what Rudy did. Yeah, when um, uh, Rudy Garcia, I think Rudy Garcia, he looks and, and arrogant, you know, when he goes. I, I feel like he he was going to tell everybody, you know, forget what you did, you know, this is my way or the highway. And that's the wrong approach for uh, for that type of team when they play the best football last year. Uh, and Mazzari, I don't think is that, you know, he's a great coach, but I think he's smart enough he was there before, so he know he knows the environment, and uh, he's smart enough, I think, to say, "Hey," and he came in as a humble person. Hey, I'm here. He's gonna let the players do what they know how to do because there's not a lot. The team is almost the same as last year, so let them do what they did last year, and then he's gonna, you know, make sure he's on the outside and manage. But uh, not not too many eh, mm. too many changes. I think <clears throat> the players will like that. They will embrace that, and they will play for him, and they will run for him. Um, so I think you know, them, I think he's going to do a good job. Mm, I think uh, yeah. Dutch, let me pick up on what Katana was saying. He's, he's going to get the chemistry back from uh, the players. <clears throat> he needs that. He wants the player. He wants uh, to 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 have them. Uh, you know, he wants the, the player to know that as hey, I'm your guy over here. 
just do what you do. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. It's not a stiff. Garcia used to come with his booklet over there with the notepad. <laughs> what the hell are you going to do? I mean, just talk to the people. This guy here, <laughs> Mazar, is a little bit, uh, you know, uh, you know, more handball down the line. It will just be barking a little <laughs> bit outside of the the, 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 the box <clears throat> over there, the coaching box. But other than that, I think he's, uh, he has embraced the, the, you know, the chance that has been given to him. He likes the player. I'm sure he had a conversation with the player on, on the locker rooms and he said, hey guys, I like what you do. I like what you did the last time. Let's do it over. And that's what I think he, he didn't go with the mm -hmm. arrogance to say mm -hmm. to those guys. I said, hey, you know what? This is the this is me now running the Napoli. Spalletti is no longer the coach. You do what I'm telling you to do. So that was wrong, like Gaetano said it. And uh, I would like to see. I mean, the first game was uh, was a little rough, but uh, they, man they managed to come with a big win. At they three played points. a very tough opponent. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he had no left back. He had Oliveira that That's got injured. Right. Mario Rui wasn't there. He has to play Juan Jesus in the back. He has a very tough schedule coming up. It's one of the worst situations yeah. that you could come to yeah. as a coach. Not uh, Atalanta at home. I think four out of their five games they kept a clean sheet. So the fact that you win there, it's not something that's very yeah. easy. I saw that extra anger on on the players that they were really angry for the game. They wanted to just do it more. But and look what Osiman did. And he did an impossible pass over there. The assist for uh, for uh, the guy Elmas. To just for Elmas to to just put the the ball in. You see it over and over again when a new coach comes in. There is that burst of energy for for the the players. So I wouldn't read too much yeah. into that. More so. Uh, Mazzari's approach. Listen, let's be let's be honest. This is a six-month band-aid for Napoli that could potentially end up to be longer, depending on how Mazzari does. But this was the only coach that was going to be coming with these terms, and the, a coach that De Laurentiis knows that he knows the environment, like Gaetano said, and that the fans actually have good memories of Mazzari. Don't forget when he had the team Cavani, Lavezzi. This was a Napoli firing on all cylinders, playing that offensive style with, uh, let's say, lesser squad compared to this Napoli team. So Mazzari right now is coming in saying, I haven't done anything in the past three or four years, and I actually end up getting the, the Campione d'Italia, the these type of players. Mm. I'm going to be humble. I'm going mm. to let these guys <clears throat> run the show. I'm just going to be there to not you know, uh, cause any any interruptions or any friction with anybody, manage these players, and let these guys play. So um, let's see how the experiment or how we want to say how this process goes for the next six months because, you know, I'm sure there's going to be ups and downs with this Napoli team. It's just, unfortunately, when you change a coach, that's the thing that sucks, and I said it before, you know, Spalletti, if he's there the second year, maybe you can create a cycle, you can have a cycle. Uh, with a new coach, things change. Yeah. No, Pay, I was going <coughs> to... I think Excuse you're spot me. on with what you said. I, I completely agree. Um, I mean, let's be honest. I think we all wanted Tudor, like Marco was saying before. It was just that Mazzari... I don't know whether he was desperate for a job or just wanted to go in because he had those fond memories of Napoli. Yes. And he kind of knew... Which yeah. the desperate job part? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> but listen, listen, you got you got to take what you take. And I just think Mazzari is saying what De Laurentiis wants to hear. And hopefully if they do good, does whatever uh, he wants them to say, maybe, maybe he can extend it for the next season. I think that's what he's banking on at the end of the day uh, for this whole thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, like you said, it's one game. Yes, it was tough opponent against Atalanta in Bergamo. Very tough. But when you get a new coach, you do usually get that 
that charge from the players for the yeah. first few games. So I definitely want to carry it on. Don't want to look too much on the Atalanta result, but still very impressive nonetheless. Let me ask you something, Marco, since uh, this is a very important question that maybe it, this is for all of Uh-oh. us. He comes in, Mazzari <laughs> comes in one week before Inter meets Napoli in Napoli. And a few and days before Real Madrid. Real Madrid Napoli. and all the stuff. Sure, sure, was the firing was yeah. the firing just part of the, you know, you know, related even to the schedule that was uh, about to approach, that Napoli was about to embrace uh, or to approach? It International came, break too. It came one month too late. You think so, right? Yes. I but think I think De Laurentiis made a mistake and not pulling the trigger when he already knew that he was going to fire him. It was it was pretty determined yeah, for yeah, a while. Yeah. He kept giving him that last Chances. string. And then it was against Empoli where Rudy Garcia basically said, I'm going to go down my way. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to take the entire ship with yeah, me. Yeah. I'm going to play my guys. I'm going to do it my way. Mm. I'm going to sub off whoever I want to sub off. So they did make, they made multiple mistakes. Ownership uh, made multiple mm. mistakes from the summer. They did it a little bit too late. And I said it before. That's why I want to give Matsadi credit. He comes into a very difficult task, but there's some enthusiasm. And when I spoke to Dechibel, that's what he told me. We feel a little bit fired up, like we're breathing again. He said the match against Real Madrid will tell us a lot. He said if we can win that one, all of a sudden, (laughs) things will start clicking and we'll start feeling how great we felt last year. So it's very exciting times. Let's move on. We have a lot to discuss. Uh, We have, I said, Camarda with the Milan. We got the Derby Italia. Before we get to Camarda, uh, I want to remind everybody, please make make sure you like, subscribe, rate us with five stars. We've got merch on ItalianFootballTV.com. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, we also have this available on every audio platform. Spotify, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, where else, Mike? Everything, everything. Google Plus, Google Google Plus. Plus. X. 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 (laughs) It's available anywhere. Make sure rate it with five stars as well. And the merch too. Marco's win. TimeFootballTV.com. I haven't taken this this shirt off. I can tell, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It stands by itself. I got a vintage couch. This is one of my favorites. Vintage. Me. You already got vintage stuff. I'm wearing a retro couch right here. It feels like a retro now, right? It is. Anto. Milan. Lots and lots and lots of injuries. Problems. Not great schedule for you as well. Not great recent results. But that leads to opportunities. It went viral everywhere. That Francesco Camarda, 15-year-old, who's playing with the Primavera, the U19 youth team of Milan, playing with kids that are four or five years older than him. He scored three goals in his youth league. He scored 450 goals. 500. How they count those goals? I think it was like 489 at the youth level. Who's counting these goals? His parents? There's one guy that's doing (laughs) it. Anyway, this, the this, one is, guy. this is <laughs> he doesn't know how to count. This one thing exactly. we know. Oh, that was the quiz. I made a goal that is no, 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 I got no. Right. no. So it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. He got his his time to play. Obviously, he's 15 and he's playing with you know grown men, but he's a big dude too. He's taller than us. I the was very impressed when I saw him coming in. I said, maybe this this guy's gonna be a little too skinny. Because I saw some some footage about this kid here. But uh, I was not expecting his, uh, you know, physical stand that, you know, he gets subbed in. I said, wow, look at this kid. Yeah, this kid is 15. Imagine when he's going to be 20 or 18. This guy's going to be a beast. Oh, yeah. so, so, uh, he's going to grow like know, Mike. You know, AC Milan, uh, San Siro. San Siro is a tough place to play, number one, and to debut in front of 80,000 people over there. Rivera was one of the, the one of the, the you know, the most famous, still one of the most famous players was because he's still alive. Me and Gatano, we had a pleasure to meet him uh, in New Jersey at the Milan Club. Uh, we had our book signed by them. We took a lot of pictures. We, we are you. Huh? 
Me and Caetano. Did you yeah. get? You oh, got yeah. something signed? Yeah. Yeah. I never see you get anything oh. signed when you meet guys. You know, really? well, I, I bought the book. It's big. It's yeah. a huge the, book. The book you have to lift weights in order to carry <laughs> this book. His wife. This, this book is this big and this big and it's so thick. Right. Wow. It, uh, I'm just surprised. I didn't. Th I never feel like you get any autographs. Yeah, but when you have the book signing, that's what so, they do. You buy. And I, to tell you the truth, I got more than one. Yeah. Because if you see it on eBay, I figure it's going to be a nice uh, gift some someday for somebody who's uh, an AC Christmas Milan is coming fan. on. Nice. Christmas is coming anyway, on. Anyway, sorry. But I you're not an AC Milan fan. <laughs> but anyway, Rivera was uh, 16, uh, 16 and change. Fan. Rivera was 16 and change when he debuted in AC Milan. And this was one of those uh, bambino prodigio, you know, coming uh, at a young age yeah. and debuting on AC young Milan. Prodigies. So uh, they're not that many, believe it or not, in Italy. And uh, he's one of them. And, uh, you know, he came on the 85th, 80th 80 minute. It is almost 80, 83rd with the extra time he put he put 15 16 minutes you know he he did what he, he was asked to do just go over there and uh you know at least you Get broke the down. ice you broke the ice i mean it was a necessity we didn't have layout we don't have Giroud, we don't have a lot of plays a lot of players and this uh you know jovic is not it's not really cutting it you know except for the assist that they provided to the hernandez yeah. he really didn't do much what he yeah. did. He, so he came he in missed also the one he came in also Yo, when uh, Fiorentina was pressing. Was pressing. And so he, in, uh, he touched right. two balls. That's a great point, Gaetano. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's very... Uh, I've never heard you give a compliment. I, I'm a little bit... Nothing but compliment I'm to my I'm a little bit concerned about uh, this all the social media and he's signing autographs now. I mean, the, the kid is 15 years old, so it's very delicate. I hope that they, um, you know, they, they know how to... Somebody... That stays with him and mm -hmm. shows him you know, the, the way. right path. Caetano, I Marco, I wanted to see him when AC Milan is not defending for their life because they wanted to take those three points yeah, yeah, home. Yeah. What kind of a, what kind of a, you know Threat space is going to create yeah. for himself? I was going to turn with the ball. I was going to just uh, you know uh, I was going to follow the direction. Yeah. Pioli is going to give it to him. How is going to interact think, I, with uh, with uh, with the players like I Leao, think, it, I like think a, this it's a moment of circumstance. I don't foresee him playing more than five games this year. You know, it's not going to be him coming in and knowing stuff. You would never know. It's going to be these little minutes here. Right. Obviously, you know, like you said, Giroud was out, Leao was out. I'm not, I'm not taking Giroud out to put Camargo. No. But, say say, but, yeah, but even in that sense, you know, there's a natural progression for, for every player. So I think Gaetano said it right. Like a lot of the issues with these younger players is their mentality. If you know, I think what's going to be a big thing for him is if he sees it as I have arrived, I've yeah. become you know a Serie A player, or I want to strive to be the best player. But and Pete, that's the difference between a lot of you're a scout, guys. right? You're a scout. You know, you know already all of those psychological issues that uh, you have to just make sure yeah. that everything just uh, flows into the, the you know and gels in. But uh, don't forget that the coach of uh, the the youth of AC Milan is Abate. So Abate's no, been uh, Abate's been there for a while. Right now, I don't think Abate will have, will have just go out of this way to promote this guy because no. of the circumstances. But he has he has talent. I'm not yeah. saying otherwise. And he is a good player. He's 15 <clears throat> playing for the Primavera. Yeah. yeah. So he's already playing four years up mm -hmm. within the youth sector. That's right. And he scored goals as well as a striker, which is a prime position. And like you said, the physical part of his, you know, looks and everything, he's he's there. The only thing is. Is don't not burn burning him. the don't player, burn him. and mm -hmm. also at the same time as as a as fans of the player, it's to understand that it's going to take some time. You know, there was another player, Pellegrini, mm -hmm. who was very similar. 
yeah. and nobody outside of Italy knows who he is. Mastor. So, mm-hmm. Mastor, forget Mastor. it. You know, mm-hmm. he can juggle like I was here. Blueberries. But Pellegrini got Blueberries. sold for 40 million too. It didn't go well. I know it didn't go it, well, but he still but got it, signed he for 40 million. He doesn't even have an agent. Yeah, Sign him up, Pete. Yeah, it's... Pete. There's, there's agents on the, underneath. <laughs> His well, parents. The, one of the reasons why he can't get called up for the game against Dortmund because you still are missing 16. players. You not, to be not 16. Giroud. He's not 16, so he hasn't signed the professional contract yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not part he's of not the part list. He's not part of the UEFA list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's unfortunate that he wasn't able to, to be there at that time. But I think you made you guys both just made the point. And this was my first gut reaction because am I expecting anything from a 15-year-old when he comes in? No. no. We need to be able to let him breathe. Mm-hmm. Let him... He's going to make mistakes. Yeah. He's going to have these moments. I really, we, we've we criticized Pioli on here, right? We've called out maybe his tactics. The one thing we can never say about Pioli, his man management, I love. And I love what he said about talent, uh, <coughs> age and talent are not linked together. He said, we could play young kids if they have what it takes. That's something that I feel like in Italy, we don't have. Mm-hmm. Because I see... Us talk about sometimes a guy like Nicolucci Caviglia, for example. Nice. That we're calling him twenty. We're calling him a kid. He's twenty three years old. Yeah. A kid Excellent is Kamada, who's fifteen. Yeah. So we have this culture of not trusting young players. So I think Pioli did send a very good sign that he played him, even though despite being fifteen years old. I, I agree. I mean, uh, we have started to embrace this culture that we have the talent in Italy at some point. The same way Mihailovic risked with Donnarumma. Yeah. Donnarumma was 16 and changed too. Donnarumma was ready. Mihailovic, he was, held, he was held by somebody. No, he's too young, he's too young, he's too young. At some point he said, I want him in. So he put him in and all of a sudden this guy here is, uh, the, you know, the keeper of AC Milan. And we need to be okay that they're going to make too. mistakes. Like, no, there's problems with the goalkeeping on Milan that time too. Well, right? Mike, not yeah, problems because he was injured. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The goalkeeper of AC Milan, he was not injured. He was brought but in. This guy, like that's what I'm saying. I think Lopez was there. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. The biggest point is that we need to make sure not to be yeah, afraid sure. absolutely already accepted there will be growing pains with doing so but you watch any other league you watch yeah. what they do in the french league the french league is a huge example the greatest talents uh zed emery from psg is a phenomenal player they play him in the midfield they understand that he's got the technique i think that there's if you went down a list if you could find a lot of good players Sule, another example. Oh, what a mistake with you guys made. Where you see the goal is from yesterday. You know, if you watch what Di Francesco is saying about Allegri too in the press conferences, because they asked him, oh, he's <laughs> going to go back to Juventus. He said, we're the ones that are putting him in the position to succeed. You need to see the talent. You need to see what he needs. You need to give him the freedom to make mistakes, but also to speak to him and understand why you're going to make the mistakes, but also play towards his characteristics. You can't put... Uh, what's the saying? A square peg in a round hole? Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's one of the things I feel like it's coming in Italy, but we're still not there. It's true. I have an example too. There was a th- there was a tweet I saw a while ago where it was like, if Mbappe was Italian, he'd still be in the Primavera. Mm. Just It's funny, but it's kind of true at the same time, meaning that uh, they don't, a lot of Italian teams, they have the mentality of getting nervous of playing their youth thing. Oh, what if they mess up or something? Rather than thinking about the upside, playing these kids who actually have potential and actually could become something. We wanted to put Holland in the youth team, the Juventus, when they, they were yeah, trying to sign yeah, Holland, which was before he really exploded. Yeah, and they, I was just reading their top scout who was looking into it. He was going to get Holland. And then they told him, yeah, you're going to be playing the, in the youth team. You're not going to yeah. be playing in the first team. And Holland didn't want to play with yeah. the Primavera team, mm. you know? 
And then a few weeks later, he started scoring goals. Boom. Next thing led to the to another, and he signed for uh, Salzburg. Italy culturally, we we know the the stance on football and on calcio is win, and that's it. Look at Allegri. Allegri last year yeah, and this year guy, that's has, a... has done the exact same thing as far as style of play. The only difference is he's winning and finding ways to not lose. And nobody's complaining mm. or getting upset. Juventus is second place. He's yada, yada, yada. Right? So in Italy, as long as you get the result, it doesn't matter Everything gets what happens. The rug. Exactly. Yeah. But and how do we balance two, the two? Though? And then two, <laughs> in Italy, it's really tactical. Right? Whereas if you go to other countries, even in Europe, forget about outside of Europe, that players take a long time to adjust tactically and, and style of play because it, it's really a matter of inches, centimeters in Italy, where positioning and where you have to be at every moment, like they literally do walkthroughs and, and the type of practice is is, is long and, and aside from strategic, it's, boring. Yeah. It's boring. Repetitive. It's repetitive. Right? It's yeah. you position here, position yeah, there, position yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And when you have younger players they don't have the experience or the ability to pick up the tactics as quick as somebody yeah. that's been so around five, six years. how do we balance those two things, Pete? Because I that's always been the thing that's led oh, Italy to its glory. What's going to happen is there's going to be a change of the guard. And we've seen it already with the style of, of the younger coaches. Mm. So we see the dead Zerbi. You know, we see Dionysius. even Inzaghi. Mm. I have to put him mm-hmm. as one of the forward-thinking coach. So you see a lot of these Mota, younger coaches. Tiago Motta. Uh, Italiano. Uh, Palladino, Palad- Monza. So these are all younger guys. Mm-hmm. That, Fadioli and Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. these are all old. guys that are younger. Progressive have coaches. this style of play, yeah. and maybe with the in the style of play, you're gonna see a, a more uh, you know accepting of playing beautiful football more so than just making sure that you mm-hmm. win one nothing. Catano, I got something for you, please. I know wait, you're wait, gonna start. I have a good question for him. It's related wait, to but the topic. Is, but is it different than this? Because <laughs> you would have a very subject. good perspective. Right, you watched. Right culture for a long time you've seen italy win that was my multiple question. world okay. cups yeah. and, right. and euros <laughs> I'll take that. How, do you, how do you feel so, about when he says that so <laughs> it's a matter it's a matter of culture and culture it takes a long time to change mm-hmm. uh inter milan juventus roma those teams they have to win and they have to win now yeah. especially inter milan and juventus and there's no space for Error. to develop Error. a young player. Let's put him in because the the result, uh, the 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 result. The, um, the result is the most important thing for the fans and for the team. And they rather play a boring game and get one point than take a risk and go forward and maybe try to get the three points. How do you feel a- about and that? that? And that's what happened for Inter Juventus. That's but we'll talk about that later. So all these young players that, that are there, if Giroud was not hurt, if Leao was not hurt, Okafor was not hurt, you would never see Camarda. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You would have never yeah. seen this well, you know, at this point, thank God okay. for that, that they, get, they so, got hurt. So, so, uh, let's, so let's, let's it is that's very, very difficult because when you go to San Siro, when you go to Torino, you have to win championships. They don't care about developing this kid. You have to win championship. That's the most important thing. And you'll do whatever you do tactically, physically to win or get the points. So, uh, and the fans are like that. And the fans will call for a coach to be fired, which I don't know if it happens in any other sport. But in Italy, if the coach loses three, four games, hey, you, they already, they go there and they start chanting 
for you to get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you and you miss one more game, you're out. Yeah, yeah. So why would a coach risk all this for a kid to develop a kid right let him uh, in fact that's what happened to Sule okay let's send uh, to Salerno let's send this kid so they send kids here and there so maybe they have a chance to develop a little bit outside outside you know and then maybe we'll we'll bring you back once you mature and see how you are how do you feel how do you feel do you think Italy does need to change from that culture yeah, I mean, if we want to see beautiful and the talent, where are the talents in Italy, in the Italian national team? When we talk about talent, what's the talent? Everybody says, oh, Italy's got so much talent. There's no talent, no. The, the talent, there's three players that have talent in the national team. Chiesa. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Chiesa, uh, Barella, mm-hmm. you know, there's only a few. Yeah, you know, a few talent. of them, that they got really talent. But when we won the World Cup, we had 11 talents, mm-hmm. you know, we have, we have 15 talents. And talent. on the bench. Right. And on the bench, you know, we have 15 talents. My question so, for you is this, but, but wait, oh, sorry, but, just, just to dive ahead. deeper than that, let me ask you, what was different, but surely you're saying the culture, right? The culture was the same back then, yet we still developed the talent. So there's a discrepancy in that. Different football. Different well, yeah. Because in, in 2006, when you're saying that, there's 11 to 15 but players, if right? You, if you have talent, you know, you're going to come out and everybody's going to see the talent. But if you're a kid, you know, that you have a lot of potential to do well, you're not going to get a chance with Inter, with Milan. So how did they get a chance in the past then? How did those talents that you're just talking about? Because, you know, when when Del Piero came came in, you know, the the kid, he was a talent. You know, right away you saw him, the way he touched the ball. I mean, they they sent away uh, Baggio for, for Del Piero, you know, because they saw this kid was already matured and ready. But I'm talking about kids like Camarda. There's so many. There's probably so many generational talents. Like there's that, hundreds right? of them probably in the Primavera. They're never gonna get a chance with the yeah. first team. position, though, Gatana. Not like Diego, I just want to say real quick, <laughs> but I, I do feel like it's generational. Is the like question. it's like not every national team is always gonna produce. There's gonna be ups and downs, just like clubs. I, that's what I think. Yeah. How do you think a country could keep producing Italy, for a hundred years straight? Wait, There's going to be it, ups Italy, and downs. Brazil, balance. Argentina were always the outliers. There's the question that I, I was about to pop. Brazil, and then, what was Brazil? Yeah, the question is Mazzone had the courage to put Totti when Totti was very young into the team. And the culture was not what we have right now. The culture back then was the passion of the of the, of the tifosi everything was just flowing into the into the soccer field and knowing that you have a talent because everybody knows if but, you're in rome everybody ta- knew what totti right. was all about but ta- and when totti was a talent uh, it's not too difficult to put him in no wait wait i'll tell you the reasons why i'm messing this question yeah. Allegri was out of a contingency that put Miretti inside and they put Fagioli inside because he was short for his, uh, you know, something was not, not working on midfield and it was short. Somebody was uh, injured in, uh, in Juventus. It was a contingency. Same thing that is yeah. happening to AC Milan yes. right now. Yeah. Right. It's a contingency. We don't have Giroud. We don't have uh, Okafor. We don't have this. We don't have that. Put the kid right. inside. That's my point. But, but. Back then, Totti was not a contingency. Pirlo was not a contingency. Mm. Okay, Cassano was not a contingency. Cassano was brought in 
to okay, play the game you, from minute you're number talking one. About those were superstars. Right, you're those talking were, about... Yeah, those yeah, 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 those are easy to spot. You see right away, They're easy to spot. Yeah, those are easy to You don't have to play them. You don't have to play them. Those are easy to see right away. There's definitely a balance in this conversation. No, there's many factors. Like We've gone too much one way. And we haven't Maldini, learned, the same we, thing. We haven't learned from yeah. some other cultures like France. There's you see what, what Claire Fontaine is doing, their academy. And it's all players that are coming from Paris. From Paris, I remember seeing a graphic that they all lived within quarters of each other. And they're producing talent that, I mean, we would take guys that don't even get called up to the national team over there. Mm -hmm. so the thing is, I think there's the issue of poverty, really, within certain areas, within Italy. You know, uh, a lot of, let's say, players and stuff, they not necessarily come from money, but they live a comfortable life. So I think there's also a difference in, in generations and, and upbringing, um, you know, where for most part, soccer back then was the only way out in a sense. Then I think you also look at the fact that Serie A used to be the premier destination, the best. So mm. what happens? There's also more investment in the youth ranks. There hasn't been the same amount of investment. Mm. I mean, if you look at some of these facilities in, in Italy, aside from the top teams in Serie A, you know, they're atrocious. They're not, they're kept, not, developing. They're they're not kept well. They're not developing. They're not investing. Mm -hmm. So when you don't invest in getting the best coaching, the best scouting, best the ability to be able to have You are forced to fish from outside. Not even that you're forced to fish from outside. You're not showing an interest in mm -hmm. developing talent. Right, yeah. and then also another thing is, kids don't play in the streets anymore. That's right. Well, you see Argentina, Brazil; these kids play in the sh they've played in the streets. They learn how to think on their own. Now with you know the Scuola Calcio and stuff, you're a robot. This is what you do. Yeah, you know the tactics. You know how to play. You have the amazing technique, but you have no creativity. No, so this is a thing that's always no that's, no, uh, that's how to develop uh, the talent. But the point uh, that uh, <clears throat> I think Marco was trying to make is, uh, the if you don't get a result, you're gonna get fired. Yeah. Okay. We already said that Italiano last year they wanted to fire him yeah. because he, he lost uh, three four games. They wanted to what? The, the fans went and said. You know, we don't want Protesting, Italian anymore. Yeah. Pioli, we've been talking about Pioli that maybe he could have been sacked if he doesn't win this couple of games. You know, so we're talking Allegri that they don't like him. So the result is the most important thing in Italy mm -hmm. and in, in Serie A. And if you don't get results, you get fired. So you, I'm not going to put a guy who's 15, 16, 17 years old. I'm not going to put it. I'm going to try to buy somebody that has got experience and they can win the game. So if the team is really that good, I have a couple of experience and talent players. They're gonna and they're gonna figure it out how to win the game. And then I could save. I could eat the panettone. What's funny <laughs> about what you said? Because you mentioned top teams, right? You mentioned Milan, Inter, uh, Juve, and then you put Roma in there. And now you mentioned Fiorentina. And I was just listening to Chiellini when he spoke, and uh, he was talking to somebody uh, about Fiorentina who didn't know a lot about Fiorentina. And he said, this is one of the toughest teams to play for in Italy. He said, these fans, maybe you don't see that we've won a lot, but they are they demand to win. Oh, yeah. Which is something that's unique because you look at Roma's trophy cabinet, you look at Fiorentina, you would not say, oh, okay, you know, they'll be happy with developing players, playing a beautiful style. No. Even those teams, they, they may be even more tough than the big guys because they have this feeling about them that they should be mm. winning. They demand it, yet... Also, the, the logic of it doesn't always back up 
what their beliefs are of their team. It's a weird. Can you strike a balance? This is my this is my way of thinking. I mean, my my way forward. If you know that you have talent on your team, even on the youth, why don't you let them train with the big guys? Like, for example, right now, the contingency that we have with this young kid, Camarda. Camarda is going to be training with the, with the, the big squad because, uh, you know, he might, he's going to be called to play against the Borussia Dortmund. So, he can't Camarda, be no, 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 Dortmund. he can't. He, oh, he can't? He's not. He's he not, can't. not no, no, I'm sorry. So, let, let me just rephrase myself. Even though he's not going to be playing, he's been, he's, he's, he's training with the big guys. But besides Camarda, see Milan has got another three or four players that they they on the buzzer of a lot of the teams besides AC Milan. So let them train with the big guys. And then a problem arise on the team. For example, this Chukweze. Chukweze is disappointing me from the very beginning. I mean the guy we bought just to, to be to be the guy that is gonna take the man one on one and then jump in and creating this uh, La Superiorità Numerica called in Italian. This superiority that you are, uh, you jump in your uh, your opponent and then you put everybody else on, on a precarious condition. This Chukwesi had six or seven balls against Fiorentina. Very easy assist just to feed the right players and you're not capable to do that. You've been playing for a long time. Now I like to see, hey, if you're not capable to do that, let me put the 16 years old and 15 years old and let me see what he's capable to do. This is the stuff that I wanted to start to get into the head of the, the management, the coaching and the people that they do the scouting at the same time. You have somebody at home, use it. But the problem is that it's asset management. So you spend money for Chukweze. You so can't, what? You, so it's not doing it. It doesn't make it, it's, there's also a business side of things. You can't just have the guy. Okay, you're not playing anymore. No, because then you lose the value. But let him player. understand that this that this position it's not cemented on the nah, field. He's not he even playing as a starter. Okay, yeah. he Good has to still too. prove it. He has to prove it. Yeah, it's a Jovic. It's, you gotta prove it to me. Listen, we don't have a solution. Jovic ain't proven. But uh, <laughs> Jovic just proved he's got to get so back. It's the only thing. You proven. you were gonna bring up. Uh, you said that there was a bigger conversation with the derby, uh, d'Italia, which ended one one. Um, I think I know what you're going to say because the first half, you know, it was much more open. It was also Juventus that I didn't expect, you know, taking it to Inter. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. when they scored the 1-0, they kind of did what they did against Lazio where they kept playing open. It ended up hurting them because Inter is just such a well-oiled machine. They know where everybody's supposed to be. They score the 1-1. They have great players. Uh, Lautaro Martinez, Turam. And then it got to a certain point in the match where both of them, I think they were both more scared to lose. They yeah. said, all right, let's not throw this all away. Let's not lose this match. We're both okay with a 1-1 this early in the season. Is that what yes. you're alluding yes. to? Yeah, we, we spoke or we messaged before the game. And uh, I told you this game was going to be a tie. I didn't know whether it was going to be 0-0 1-1. I wasn't going to say But I, I, I think it was going to be a tie. And then what happened in the second half, exactly what you said. Hey, I need that point. That point is valuable. Yeah. yeah, it's so valuable for Allegri and it's so valuable for Inter because Inter will stay in the first place and Allegri is within two points. Hey, I can get you. You lose one game, I win one game, yeah. I go to first. So they will do everything to get one point. There was nobody that took a risk in the second half to say, hey, let's go up and down. Let's open up the play. Let's take shots. No. Because of what? The result. Yeah, so right. now what happened in the result? Everybody's happy and the fans are happy. And that's it. And we keep going. You sub Chris, Chris and Vlaovic at the same fan, time. I'm not happy because I want to see them going up and down, up and down, make a cross, yeah. take a shots. If you love the game, that's what you like to see. Yeah, I pay I pay so much money to watch that game. <laughs> yeah, you watch it here you for free every single day. And you get an espresso on top of it. 
You still my <laughs> cookies. Yes. Have so much money to play that game, but I'm just falling asleep on the second half. You sat in play and gave me some rubbish. It's Come not on. that expensive, uh, you know. It's only four ninety nine a month. That's right. And, and, that's and right. Milan. Yeah. That's right. It's Paramount Plus, and if you buy for the whole year, you save two months. Oh, he doesn't even do that. He's here most of the time. So yeah, but I still uh, have the subscription. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, to uh, to subscribe. Even yeah, analysis. Four ninety nine is cheap. Right. If, uh, if you. Uh, If, if you're complaining about the price, then, then this is really a problem. I was surprised, uh, just Inter at the end, uh, that they weren't going to go for it. Just knowing that Allegri was going to be playing that defensive football. I'm surprised Inzaghi didn't want to risk a little bit more just because they knew that Allegri, Allegri ball is going to be back in the But they're so good at like a set piece. Like you leave them in it. Yeah, Juventus are like such a grindy, gritty team yeah, that I think it was the worst I've seen Inter play all season. Right, maybe Sociedad play that was a yeah. really poor game, yeah. which is also a compliment towards Inter because you played that poorly, like passing-wise. It was sloppy. It wasn't yeah. like as fluid as you would expect. I know Inzaghi says emergenza, right? Because you had Pavar, Bastoni, Sanchez out. But you played that bad, yeah, you still got a point, 1-1 in Torino, which when I look at it from the Inter side, it's pretty good. And exactly what you said, you could rationalize even for Juventus where you're like, all right, we got a 1-1 tie against Inter who are seen as the favorites who are there. And they played good. They played good in the in the first half. Is that how you felt? It's a game where both teams didn't want to lose. That that was yeah. the the reality of it. Obviously, you're more open in the first half because you have time to to recoup. Juventus, you know, I think they did it even last year when they pressed. They were able to play when they play versus the bigger teams. They usually come out of their shell a little bit. But let's let's be honest. Inter gifted that goal to Juventus. I mean, Dumfries single handedly gifted the goal. It's a very easy ball. To, to control, to head, to, to to trap. And I don't know what he did. Puts the ball to Vlaovic. Then he also made a mistake where he's trying to recoup his lost position where instead of following uh, Vlahovic into the middle and taking away the danger area. Kiesa was perfect. amazing. You're no, but I'm saying that was a, a, a gift. Kiesa I'm sorry. Kiesa missed Kiesa a big was chance. amazing. He missed a, he the missed big a chance. Huge in the chance. Wow, he missed a, a huge chance. chance. He should have scored. The Made a great pass and Vlahovic <laughs> put the ball where he couldn't. Obviously, Inter came back right away and they had Thanks their... Thanks to God. They had Turam, Lautaro connection, uh, you know, fall uh, to, to, to have Lautaro score. So... As a game, it was it was it was an ugly game. Boring, it was a physical game. Boring. You know, they, it was a very tactical game, and these are all things that we don't want to see in a sense. Where yeah, you can be tactical, but you have to also play to win. Mm. You know, but you know what was the most that. entertaining things that I saw in the second half? It was oh. all the the, the 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 fan booing the Quadrato every time. Yes. There was <laughs> <laughs> Synchronized oh on the pool. Ooh, you heard it like a like it sounded like a movie sound. Yeah, they don't like him. Yeah, that was crazy. unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, he made the move to Juventus, but he was great because he was diving all over, Absolutely. getting the fouls, yeah. doing his. You know, that point like, when they defended the ball, Quadrado. So came oh, in I thought their skeleton team. was gonna come out team, of their body. Yeah. The mm -hmm. amount of force yeah. looked like two goals. Nobody threw themselves on that one. Let's move it along. Sarri and Lazio just keep getting. Worse and worse, it feels like. Uh, they have not been they have not been great, to say the least. Um, they lose, they fall again. And it's been they went they're 10 points below where they were last year at this point. They were in 10th place compared to, to third place. They've got triple the amount of losses, almost double the amount of goals uh, conceded as well, because last year they were so solid defensively. All stuff that we've already talked about, right? Mm. They lost to Salernitana. Afterwards, Sadi came out and he said Basically, 
that he's ready to leave if he realizes that it's him that's the problem. He says he's been doing everything exactly the same. He said, in fact, I'm even working even harder. He's going to take these next few days, reevaluate, am I the problem? And if he's the problem, he's going to leave Lazio. Lazio's already come out saying that he's not going to leave, that they're supporting him. Where is this problem at Lazio, guys? Okay, let me just say something. When someone already starting to talk with a kind of a mode, well, if this still remains a problem, that means by default, I should be the one to Mm. suck, not to be sucked or to suck myself. (laughs) 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 What did I say? What did I say? Fire myself, suck myself, fire myself. It's the same shit. Anyway, I think uh, he's gonna. You said a lot of crazy things on this podcast, but they know what they know. We understand. You suck. (laughs) Anyway, sack, sack, sack. What did I say? Sack. Yeah, there you hey, go. Well, I have an extended day. <laughs> yes, you got to do it. I'm an ESL, so what can I tell <laughs> you? They're supposed to be our friends, these guys. Oh, oh, my see, anyway, oh, my I'm not ashamed of that. Actually, I'm very proud of my, uh, my, I didn't uh, say anything. my uh, intellectual sack. mistakes. Him, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, anyway, I think when somebody puts the the card ahead of the horse, that's it. it's just a, a telling right there that tells. This guy's still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the card ahead of the horse. Listen, the horse ahead of the card, whatever the case might be. It's like telling him, hey, Are you talking listen, about horses now? Listen, oh, listen, I said, I want out. So he, he says, hey, listen, I'm ready to go because I could be the problem. If I'm, even if you guys say that I'm not the problem, <laughs> the guy wants out. He wants out. So for me, Lotito, it will do a greatest, the greatest thing to just get rid of this guy, just work something out with his salary and say, hey, by the way, how much we own you? $10? I'll give you five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just what making an example. <laughs> how much we owe you? Still 10 bucks on the contract? I'll give you five. And you take the, the other five. End of the story, get out. Because I don't think he's got the players back, this guy here anymore. You know, they lost Savage. And everybody, oh, Savage can be replaced. You know, they have this, they have that. Savage. The best player they have. I agree. Savage was the core of Lazio. He was the fulcro, we call it in, in Italy. Everything went through him. Yeah, I agree. He was a midfield. Do you think it's just defensive. that? Yeah, that's no, really, just that's that. one of the major problems. No, a lot of the big that. players are just not stepping up. They're like not, the players have to have some responsibility. Just, I understand. Defensively, they're not they're not doing it. Saudi should adapt, and he doesn't cool. want to adapt. He said he even made an example, which makes no sense. I hate when they do this. He's like Barcelona for ten years played the exact same formation. They played the exact same way. You're not Barcelona. This is like every team yeah. thinks that they could go off of Barcelona what Guardiola did. Mm. It doesn't exist. Sometimes you have to yeah. adapt, but it's also the players. There's a lot of the big names that are not stepping up to yeah. the plate and they're not performing the way that they should be performing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Also, the transfer they got too. Huh? The transfer they got too aren't yeah. really that good. I mean, I didn't watch the game, uh, so I cannot really comment what happened on that Sunday, but he has some talent on that team. But the biggest thing is Ciro Ferrara, Ciro Ferrara, Ciro Immobile, <laughs> he was the, the uh, leading scorer for the last uh, couple of seasons. You know, how many goals has he scored this year? Good question. He, he, All from the spot. Yeah, and no. then he doesn't even start. You know, I don't know if he started on yes, Sunday. He, he has yeah, four he goals. Scored. He's he got scored four goals. Yeah, he scored a penalty. Can you check He's how many of those are yeah. penalties? 
Yeah, how many penalties? It'll take you two seconds. And uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> if this guy, yeah, right now he would have 10, 12 goals. Wow. They probably would have been. Are they all from the three? Spot? Three, 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 four. Yeah. He scored wow. one goal, that's but that's not the only problem that they're. No, it's not the only. Can't just blame but if, he, if the, the guy, problem. if you're the leading scorer right now with, you know, that's a big ten problem. goals. Hey, you, you probably have. Uh, you're in fifth place or you're in fourth place. So he, I think that's one of the the biggest. Uh, Saudi has been complaining since day one. That's just in his nature. So you can't really read too much into that. The only thing is he's stubborn. He has his way of playing. He uses only 15 players. You know, when you don't have the quality of players, or rather, I think the Lazio team last year, you have this Milankovic Savic who, you know, single-handedly makes your midf- your midfield ten times better. Absolutely, he gets you, you know, five goals at a minimum. Oh, you're underplaying. Yeah. Men, He's men, double digits. At least, yeah. yeah. So what are you I'm saying? saying at minimum, you're no, getting yeah. you're under a player that's going to come in and being able to to score goals, create, and everything else. Yeah. Physicality. I mean, it is a unbelievable player. But but also, I was going to go after the Lazio defense last year was remarkable. This year, they've kind of maybe come to reality. Injuries also. Is, is Romagnoli has been injured too. Listen, uh, the the team was not supposed to be this this top team. They yeah. overachieved. So last year. they overachieved yeah. last year for sure. The only thing is that I've seen a struggle with this Lazio team is is the way that they play, and and that's the the I think. More of mm. the frustrating part for Saudi is that his team is not playing his style or mm. they're not effective playing his style. Mm. And that was the big thing even with Chiro Immobile. It's not just the injuries mm. for Chiro. It's that he can't control the ball. <laughs> you know, in, in Saudi's system, he needs somebody who's going to be able to play off of, uh, of his midfield and do all the stuff. But, but see, you can't take him out because year after year he Tati scores Castellanos. 20 goals. Yeah, well, but Pete, 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 listen, this Gunduzi, is you guys, Mike, we, we all, all right? try, Mike, we Kamado. all try to find an excuse. So Sari needs a couple years, two, three years to get the team up. to, to, yeah. to start to, oh, to, to embrace his style. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not his style. It's no longer complaining about the fact that the scheduling of the Champions League and all the stuff at the Campionato, this whole thing is overwhelming the, you know, the yeah. players and all the stuff. There is no more excuses. That's why I think that now the writing is on the wall. I think it's going to take himself out. Lazio is also a disaster of a club, by the way. Like when you think about the way that they handle their business, the scouting network that they have. Do you ever hear anybody that comes through their youth ranks? The everything with Todd where he was where he was gone last year. They haven't produced anything. The way that they do business, the way that they've overspent for some players. I remember Muriki. Didn't they spend like a lot of money on Muriki? So many of their transfers for years didn't make sense. They overachieved with the sporting sense right at years. Where maybe it it masked some of it, mm-hmm. but it's all coming to a head and it's all coming to a reality this season. And I just wanted to add too, we're saying on top of what Antonio said, with um, we got to give Saudi time, see how it is, see how his tactics are. Him him overachieving last season, I think, was more bad <coughs> than good, because I just think by by uh. Savage leaving by Mobile not performing for the injuries. I think it's uh it was a recipe for disaster. And Sadi never really had the best grasp on this team. Even last season, even when they were doing good, there was a lot of stuff in terms of Sadi not communicating well with his players in the locker room. There's a lot of stuff coming out of the locker room, adding to the point where Lazio aren't the best run club. So I think this season in particular, I think we're seeing the true Sadi, how he likes to play the blame game a lot. 
uh, how we've seen with the Juve and the past where he's been at, and I just thought I just think it's inevitable how, right. the way it's going. Talking about Lotito, okay, so they sold the superstar, yeah, okay, in Milankovic, and they got money. Who, who did they buy? Kamada. I'll tell you right now. They a, got Kamada. Okay, who's they Kamada? Got Guendouzi. Guendouzi. They got Tati Castellanos. Tati Castellanos. Yeah. The, 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 nothing. Oh, but, but nothing at the level of no. Milankovic. And they added Champions League to their plate. Yeah, exactly. Even tougher, yeah. mm. which so, is crazy. Yeah. He's supposed to make the yeah. team better. They're not doing that bad on the Champions League, you know. They're okay. Yeah, that's true. No, you got to give the Champions League. Yeah, just, uh, you, know, they, you have to give it to them. They've he, been playing they much can, better in the Champions League through. than the Champions League. Yeah, okay. you're right. We'll see. And they gave Salernitana their first one of the season. Who are they gonna get? If While he they're up one zero, <laughs> who are they gonna? That's wow. crazy. Who are they gonna get? That's crazy. If he loses, Rudy Garcia's over there. Yeah, just across the street. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Yeah, these two guys. I don't know who they're gonna go for. I, I think. Dark. I no. I think there's plenty of options out there if you really want to. Plenty look. of options. Yeah, if you get a, a young progressive coach, a Tudor would be one of them. If you okay, get him what, a, a couple years. There's, there's not that many guys out there right now. Mm. There's not that many guys right now. Maybe not many big name guys. I don't think Lazio need okay, a big like name who? guy. Tudor's not a big name. That's what I'm saying. Not a big name guy. But I'm saying we can only come up with one option right now for well, Lazio. Well, you put me on the spot now. If you give me 20 minutes, but if there's plenty of names, we should we should know I'm not them. Saying, I don't I'm think saying there saying are. There's other names. There's got to be. Look at look at the list when Napoli was looking for players. We're Yo, talking Lazio, about Fabio Cannavaro. I'll give you a list. We bro. talked Fabio Cannavaro, Mazzari, no, and Tudor. No, no. We weren't coming up with many other names. Listen, uh, mm. if you're in Lazio, uh, you need to be ahead of Roma. Hey, or you need to be tied Roma because if you're behind Roma, it's problem. Yeah, it's problem. Let's it's talk about problem. let's talk about Roma. Uh, obviously, they won. Dybala he had the goal and the assist. It was uh, one better than the other. Pellegrini, uh, Lukaku, and uh, and Dybala all played for the first time and feels like forever. And when they're there, the the style is there, the game is there. Even if Udinese came back a little bit into the match before the game, uh, Mourinho talked about their away form. And he gave a quote that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. He said that he doesn't have players who have the character to want to play games away from home. He said, in the past, I've had teams that were bandits. That on the team bus, they'd be rowdy and they would get charged up to play away games. He said, and even me, the way that I live, I would love to go to a away game and get booed. It would make me even better. He said, this Roma side, I have characters that they want to be at home. They want to see their mom. They want to see their dad. They want their grandmother's cooking. They feel comfortable in this <laughs> position. What do we make about this statement? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a classic Mourinho, right? So he's trying to tell them, hey, when you go away, I need some points uh, away from home. So he's uh, no, playing uh, mind games with the players. Um, that's what I see when he uh, when he talks like that. Yeah, no, de- definitely Mourinho giving it to his players, but also mm-hmm. same time wanting to see them come out of their their shell to say, "Hey, I need more." You know what? What Marco said before it made me it reminded me of one of the quotes that Derek Jeter, which was was one of the Yankees superstar, he used to say. I mean, I don't know if he actually probably made a commercial about this. He said. I, he used to say, I live for this. In other words, when you go playing away <laughs> and everybody's booing you, especially in Boston, right. the Red Sox and all the stuff, that charges you up. I said, oh my God, that makes me 
double, double charged to do better and to, to want to win at the game. And that's what he said. I live for this. In other words, hey, we're going away. Let's take the game away from them, from their own home. Let's just steal it. AKA, I have a mentally weak group. Yes. Yes, that's it. He also went at, uh, not really, but a little bit. He went at Smalling just a little bit. He said he does have a difficult injury, he said, but he has a lower pain tolerance than other players. Mm-hmm. So he's he gives you these little bit of hints where he masks them with, with jokes and his sarcastic tone. But if you read through a lot of the things that he's saying, number one, for me, they're true. Number two, he also speaks about his contract, that he doesn't have a contract for the next year and he doesn't know what's going to happen. I think that there's a lot of truth to to what he says, though. But he also signed up for this. He signed up for a Roma that's been in this position financially and and has had to sign these sorts of players. What? What's your feeling? (coughs) You're shaking your head. I just don't know anymore with Roma. Tell us. What are you thinking? I don't know. I really don't. I feel like they need a therapy. I think they and I need a a therapy session and just go through everything, what their accomplishments are for the season, what's the realistic thing that's going to happen. What does Mourinho think he can honestly do with this? Stop with all this BS mind games and go from there because I don't know. There, I just don't see, I don't want to say don't see light at the end of the tunnel, but it's very foggy, the future of Roma. That's my only thing, though. You, you mentioned mind games, and Mourinho's known for them. But he's also done it with teams where, you know, he's always gone to the press conference <laughs> to motivate his guys. Now, is it my games? Old, it's an is old this my games though, or is this just him just reality saying? I just, I just don't know. But, you know but, the, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this is not mind games. I feel like he's just feeling frustration and he's throwing it out there. I don't think he thinks that that could change. I would like to hold my judgment of what's going on right now in Roma because uh, I think this team here is going to live and die. But what Abraham coming back is going to mean to them, because when this guy here, if he comes back healthy. And you plug him in. I see Roma either going like this, like, you know, taking off like a rocket, or just maybe level off just slightly better. Abraham, I'll tell you, Abraham is going to tell us what the true Roma is going to be between the time that Abraham is going to come back and uh, the, the end of the campionato, what the, the final stand is going to be. I'm not saying that Roma is going to be fighting for the Champions League, but <laughs> there is always this but. If Abraham comes in and they're starting to score goals, because potentially this Abraham with Lukaku, with Dybala behind, with Pellegrini, with the, the squad that they have up front, they can potentially be the best attacking line of Serie A. Isn't that again, though, just <clears throat> to, on a deeper level? That's short-term, yes. Doesn't it again question the the path of this Roma side because yes. they've had to accept the reality of buying injured players where you're reliant on that. So it's a lot of ifs. It's if Renato Sanchez stays healthy. There's too if many this guy stays healthy. If he comes back. Which, yes, if you go to a lot of the top teams, you take one player <laughs> off of the big teams, but they didn't sign up to sign injury-prone players. Roma did because they're not able to attract financially and with a project other types of players exactly. this takes away from the system I'll, I'll give you my the, the, the mic please. this takes away from the system that we are trying to credit either Sarri or Mourinho if that system is working you have to be able to make it work whether you have a couple injuries player or whether you don't 
So you have a contingency like every every team has. Just make it work. So in this particular case, Mourinho is not doing it, you know, on a constant level, and Sarri is not doing it. So this tells me that their system is not what's it's the problem. Not mm-hmm. and then you live in, you live in time, but the player that you have available to you, those those in, individuality. Because the Roma without Dybala is not the Roma. Yeah, but- you, know, you can have Lukaku, you can have whatever you want. Dybala is the key for Roma to win a lot of games. He can score the goal, he can put you the assist, he can create a heck of a, a problem. Another in the, in, if, though. Absolutely. Another Mo- if. Mourinho's school is, is a school that doesn't exist anymore in a sense that it, it, it's <laughs> time historic. to change. It's time to mm-hmm. have these different uh, ideas. You know, style of yeah. play and ideas yeah. in, in the game. So his stock has not been rising, has been falling. And mm-hmm. the reason why he went to Roma was this opportunity. Maybe he also had a little bit more hope that there would be some more financial uh, capabilities within within a Roma team. But the reality is he was going to a team where he was taking a project that was very different from all the rest, where you know he's always had the best of the best, the select any selection you know you're shopping on fifth avenue mm-hmm. and now you're, you're shopping at the thrift shop you mm-hmm. know where Front you're gonna have shops. to go after the shirt that has pulls and, and marks and mm-hmm. stains and stuff like that wow. because that's what you got and that's the reality of, of roma where you have so many injuries every year i mean dibala is an amazing player the only problem with dibala is that it's messi is in front of him with argentina that's the only reason why he doesn't play for argentina mm-hmm. and then he's always injured Mm-hmm. Because a player like that can easily score you twenty five goals blindfolded and never like, goes to Roma, and, and, if and would never go to Roma. Would never mm-hmm. go to Roma. Okay, unfortunately. So that that's the reality of it. Now, the issue with this Roma team, I think, you know, Mourinho, it, a coach can only do so much to a certain extent, especially when it comes to winning stuff. He brought them to two finals in Europe, you know, playing in their respective competitions. He mentioned a hundred times that if he brings the three, I think there's no one else that has done three straight finals. Well, they didn't even do two in like, I don't remember yeah. how many years. It was like 80 years, 70 okay. years, something like that. So to expect him to do anything more than get into Champions League is is a false expectation. Even to get into Champions League with this squad. <laughs> That's true. When so, I look at the way that they're built, I look at them and I say, before the season, we said it. How the hell is this team going to... He's not, And he's not that type of coach. Like He's not a Vincenzo Italiano that can... Punch above his weight with the players where he get his system is so beautiful. He's a guy that I need guys to win right now, and then I'll take you to the promised land. I can make you fight against better players, but I need a team of warriors. I need a team of bandits. I need a team that's really talented. Mourinho has never lasted more than three years anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's his style of coaching. Like, that's why. He's going to take every last drop. He's gonna You're going to want to fight for him, kill for him, but ultimately... You know, he's not someone that's going to look for the betterment of the team in ten years. It's he looks for I need to win now. Or, it's yeah. besides that. He's his his betterment is winning something now, winning something for the Roma uh in this season and, and being able to develop a winning mentality. But it's or hard. we have to reevaluate how we judge Jose Mourinho because that's how we've always judged Jose is by the way that he wins. He's implemented a lot of youth players, a yeah. lot of Primavera players. Yeah. Okay. He's tried to get them in, right? Which is something that other coaches have done. But again, my and that could be something that we judge him. At the moment, though, it just feels like a marriage that has difference of opinions and different strategies and different goals. And what they say on one side does not match their actions on the opposite side. 
the the management, the club, their investment does that match what we're used to with Jose Mourinho and also what he's come out and said in terms of wanting to win because with this Roma side you need a damn miracle to win yeah. something with these players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like a lot of people could be like, oh, you guys are so harsh. Th- right now, I'm looking at the table, three points uh, from fourth place, which is a Champions League spot. But I do think it goes deeper than that. Just looking on the table doesn't say much. I think there's just so much if he gets a in the to back the, If he end. gets a team to Champions League, give him the Coliseum. <laughs> wow. Yo, wow. How is he going to get this team to Champions League? What is that? The, the expectation, but... I think this team should be pushing for a Champions League, the yes. fourth spot. Yes. Yeah. And and if he does it, then Mourinho, you know, he's not a, a fool. He's not a baffling fool. He knows what he's, he says. He says things in the right time. Whether we know why he said it, I don't know. But, but he Pete, knows what he's doing. With the way Napoli's doing. playing, everyone's saying horrible football, and there's still three points above Roma, and now they just got Mazzari, their new coach. So how can Roma realistically make that distance to close that spa and try to fight for that. It we'll just, have to see. It's, it's very hard for me to think the, of the a season is long. I mean, the, the season is long. I know. I get Smalling, that. and if Smalling is not coming back in January, you get, you need to get somebody at that level. And if Abraham comes back in January, hey, with Smalling and Abraham, it, it's a different. But even team. Abraham last season, after the amazing season he had, he, I don't want to base him off. <clears> he, <throat> he wasn't very one good. One really good one. One poor one. And now, what do you read? The in between. I think that him with Lukaku could do really well, mm-hmm. but again, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that they can't do that, but we're just also know. continuing to go off of best case scenario. And, and, now and I don't it. trust. I don't trust what you're saying, management, in January to look at these problems and say, "Hey, we're ready to make that investment." They didn't do it all summer. They weren't able to. Just and on top of that, we're talking are. about if whatever Tammy does, but Lukaku's been incredible form. If you see, Dybala's yeah. been incredible, and there's yeah. still. I feel like all Good of point. us is so hard to see them in top four when they're doing incredible. Now imagine they play like not as good, good in point. the coming months. Where are they gonna be then? Gaetano, uh, we're quick, just looking out for the future now. Gaetano, a quick question you for you. A quick question. Did <laughs> you just punch my friend? Gaetano, why'd you uh, punch Mike for? If why'd you punch if, Mike? He's making sure I was Abraham, alive. If Abraham <laughs> comes back, what, what what kind of formation are you gonna play? The four four two with the uh, with uh, the two of them, Lukaku and Abraham. Played a four man back line. And no, you know, it's three. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying you can still play three five two. Three five two. You can play that. He loves a three four two one. Yeah. Or three, four, one, two. One, two, yeah, one, 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 But Mourinho is a defensivista. He's a, you know, I think that he's good. Hey, I he's got to be. I got speed on top over there. I'm gonna just clog the midfield a little and bit. Where do you put Dybala? Uh, behind four, the striker. Oh, well, yeah, maybe yeah, the ball is going to be two. slightly behind the, the two of them. That's it's going to be il, il quattro. It depends on Rombo. Yeah, not anymore. It's a right space. Three, four, one, two. Three, four, one, two. It would be behind really, the strikers. That's the thing. When I look at that Roma, that but again, bad. I don't want to get my hopes up. That, that's the Roma are you gonna that I'm going to see. Are you going to put Lukaku and Abraham together? Oh, absolutely. 1,000%. But I'm saying the way Lukaku's playing, are you going to feel Rombo. I'm Rombo. Okay, don't don't read into the, the rumble. Okay, <laughs> I you know, know what a rumble is. Yes, I know, I know. Okay, you take a square. I'm just saying in the modern game it doesn't 40, work anymore. 45. What? In the yeah. modern game evolved, it doesn't work. Evolved. Guys, any other topics? Anything uh, we missed? Let's talk about the AC Milan. I mean, AC Milan. We talk about Milan. Fiorentina. I gotta, I gotta just say something Milan. else. AC Milan. We got lucky to take those three points away because yeah. the last 15 minutes, we were. I was, I was ashamed. 
the way we performed, we were really crushed by Fiorentina. How the hell did Fiorentina not score? You, you, you're I cannot believe it. That was it. a draw. That should have been is, a draw. That how game. did Fiorentina not score? That ball? game should have been I a mean, draw. Mean, I mean, Mayan finds himself with a face with a ball on his face. I mean, you have to do better. So I want to mm. just say to Pioli, you have to teach or you have to just learn or teach your guys how to implement the defensive play. When you have to take the the resultato a casa, when you have to take the three points home, you have to do better than that. You just put everybody's back. I don't know if it's the greatest idea. I mean, everybody's defending over there from three quarter down. Just leave one or two guys a little bit higher just to counter. You keep the, the Fiorentina's player a little bit. Uh, I mean, everybody was inside of the box of AC Milan, including the goalkeeper almost. Come on, man. You... <clears throat> <laughs> you have to score, and they still couldn't score. Uh, yeah, they couldn't score because we were lucky. We were lucky. Okay? There should have been a draw. Like no, Jovic should have put that to nothing over there on uh, 20, 15 minutes, twenty yeah. minutes before the end of the game. But it is what it is. You have to, you have to know how to play defense or to, like Allegri, like those guys. They know what to do. You know, you score, and then you know you close the gate, and that's it. I know you had a thought on Fiorentina. No, Fiorentina. They uh, deserve the tie, at oh, least. They, yeah, they, deserve, they definitely yeah. deserve the tie, and they had they had a lot of chances, a lot of chances to 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 score a goal, and it's unbelievable when the ball doesn't want to go in. I mean, uh, Mandragora from here to there. Right. Uh, how can you not score? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Beltran too. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but you know, Marco, even even Simeone had, had, had a great chance, I'm not but we had a, I'm not 20 minutes. You don't play like Beltran. that. I'm not impressed by Banzola, and I'm not impressed by Jovic. All three of them, yeah, I, I, they, they can't score. Nico Gonzalez I, too. Yeah. Well, he, been, mean, he's been great all yeah, season. Yeah, he's been great, yeah, but I, I mean, feel like he's taking a little bit of a slack. Reality. Also, Sotil, Sotil drives me crazy. Oh, Sotil. Every time the he ball goes, well. the ball goes backwards. Played well for Milan. Well, no, no. you know Sotil what? It was all he's got nothing. Sotil is not. He does a the same. He does the same move. He's every not a Fiorentina time. player. Mm. And, I, and I'm not just saying this just he's for gonna, one game. He's gonna be in spawn next season. You are you are a wing to beat your man <laughs> and make a cross. He you cuts the ball back every single time. Back all the time. He's you get the ball, you go, you pass so back. So we're gonna win. And they have so many players. Like but they kept going to him, Mark, all the time. Yeah, I don't know why. They kept going to him. Like Simran was going to Chukwese all the time. You did get the ball. You know that. I know. You did get the ball. And he did. He made the same move every single time. Yeah. So he cut it to his right foot and played it back. Maybe he'll change it this time. <laughs> Give it back to him. <laughs> he never did. I mean, they, they have a few first players. I mean, Kwame. They have a few first players. Uh, Nico Gonzalez, first players on the wing. What about Barak? Do, Icone, can, can do Icone. Icone. They can do a better Zola job than Sotil. You know, Sotil. Yeah. Uh, like he's, he's, he's not going to be around also, for Italiano, much longer. Italiano changes the formation. 123 games, he's made 123 different lineups. Wow. <laughs> but he can't score. I mean, you don't have... You well, bought, they do score. You, you bought Zola. You bought they scored Zola. the most goals in Serie A yeah, in 2020. But Zola hasn't scored. Yeah. Okay. He has one goal. Beltran has zero goals Beltran in Serie Beltran hasn't scored. Yeah, Beltran was uh, I mean, where are you in the... Yeah, you score. But where are you in the, in the standings? It comes from Bonaventura. Mm, Bonaventura is the best player to me right now. But you, you, you're right. It's the nine. It's yeah, the nine. Yeah, Since Dusan Vlaovic, they haven't had a nine that can consistently I mean, get you if goals. If you get, if you would have gotten seven, eight goals from these guys, this guy, that would be in fourth oh, place yeah, for sure. No, no, you're right. That would be in fourth place. You're right. Anything, um, Pete? Or we close I was it? just gonna say AC Milan women's. A good friend of mine is the the head coach. Davide, What's your name? Davide Corti. No, he's a he's a guy. Uh, he he was living here in New Jersey. So mm. really, Italian, 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 Ital
I'm saying my friend, friend is the is the head coach, coach of AC Milan woman. Really? Oh. Yeah, that's pretty good. So bring Davide him over, over here. Bring him over, over here. Oh, oh yeah, he here. just got the job He's in, in Milan, Milan, but he's gonna come to Brooklyn. Sure, in the summer. Well, I would take him to Bilbao in the summer. Or maybe we'll get AC Milan to get you over there. That's right. That's right. I'll take that. Meow. That's right. Davide Corti. Davide Corti. Davide. If you're right. listening to this conversation, you're welcome over here. We'll take care of you. So I he grew up in the Milan. Well. He grew up in the Milan Primavera. Hmm. Uh, then didn't have the career that he wanted, but he was uh, when I think Capello was there. No, I'm sorry, Saki loved hmm. him, and Capello didn't when he came in, hmm. and he and he got shipped. What, to. What's his job before yeah. this? Uh, before he was working with the. So he just recently got the job. He was working with the AC Milan Women's you? Primavera. Hmm. He actually won the Viareggio oh, for wow, the, the women's uh, cup, nice. and uh, before that, he was here with Cedar Stars in New Jersey uh, mm. as the director for Cedar Stars nice. local. Uh, All right, we'll give our eye. Hopefully, there it does well. Yeah, right. we got a hookup. Davide, the invitation is on the table. Mm. Thanks everybody for watching. We'll talk hey, to you soon. Hey, why don't we end on a positive say. note? Are we gonna have a Christmas party, a get together, and all that stuff? We see What's you it? every day. I want to see us during Christmas. All right, as always, thank you for watching. Talk to you soon. And Forza, Forza IFTV, and Bari. That's right.